So we've talked about our gold story on the podium, our top sport business story of the week, the National Football League opening up a Dusseldorf's, Dusseldorf office full-time, uh, uh, one of seven or eight now that they've got around the world. And they do so amidst record-setting early morning television numbers for NFL Network. Uh, John Heyman has already weighed in. Uh, uh, Rick Horace weighed in. Craig Council is now the uh, highest-paid manager in Major League Baseball. He'll do the Cubbies uh, managing for uh, $8 million a year. He'll make more as a manager than he did in his entire 16-year playing career. And... And company, the Golf League TGL gets originally uh, initially launched with those six franchises. But just off podium, this is the week that Sportico unveiled its NHL franchise valuations. And like he does with the Forbes list, our own Drew Dorweiler of IJW and Associates, based out of Montreal, contributed to the new list. And uh, I'll just set it up for you. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, are at $2.65 billion. That's impressive as the richest franchise in the NHL. But what's really impressive is the impact of what I would suggest is the U.S. TV deals on overall franchise value up 29% league-wide and even the Leafs up 25%. Drew, those are impressive numbers for the National Hockey League. Well, they, they certainly are. And actually, for for any investment, when you think about it, I mean, given this economic climate, you know, what else can you think of that's... Uh you know, making nearly a thirty percent return last year, just just wonderful. What were some of the factors that you brought to the discussion um, uh, that that resulted in this Sportico list? What were some of the things that really stood out to you about context? Well, certainly, uh, you know, examining the reasons for uh, you know for for the growth, and in particular, if if one looks further down the list, um, some of the teams at the I'll say the bottom third have the greatest growth. Um, I know Carolina Hurricanes, is, it's uh, 59%, and quite a few of these are over 40%. And that's, you know, something that we explored is, is the fact that the, the, um, um, the Ottawa Senators in transacting at, uh, at $950 million, I mean, that, that really sets a tone for, you know, this is a small market team, not the most profitable, but still, um, you know, open market transaction nine fifty million. It's it's um, analogous to in a neighborhood, if a house sells um, for for uh, an elevated value, I mean that that tends to have a uh, an upward impact on 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 the valuation of the properties all around it. You know, it's the same goes in uh, in sports, and in particular, in this case, the NHL. So, point being, this has lifted up a lot of other franchises at the bottom and. The degree, uh, the the degree of of of, of um, you know of lift has resulted in significant growth um, over the past year for some of these smaller market teams. We're talking to Drew Dorwaller of uh, IJW and Associates. He's the country's preeminent sport business valuator, one of the top business valuators, period, and a regular contributor to the sport market now on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Uh, you know, we've often said that value is actually what someone would pay for a franchise. Well, Michael Landlauer uh, has hit the nail on the head and Sportico's hit the nail on the head because you can't go anywhere else but where the franchise transacted for uh it's it, it, interesting to me that 
the NHL was able to drive almost a billion dollars out of the Ottawa market. Uh, all boats will float because of this transaction, won't they? Well, absolutely. And again, that's what we're, um, you know, that's, that's what we're seeing. And, you know, one thing that's quite interesting, I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of quite a few years being on the sport market. And I think you coined the phrase, the billion dollar club. And this club, I mean, right now, used to, uh, in the past, it was an exclusive club. Not many were admitted. And, you know, just the, the VIPs, top of the top. Now, it's uh, the billion dollar club includes the uh, top 22 teams in the NHL. We're talking to Drew Dorweiler here, rating, debating the bulls and bears of sport business. We're looking at Sportico's list. Now, heritage brands populate the top tier of the Sportico list like they do with the Forbes list. Uh, give us your perspective as to why that added brand value of being a heritage brand, being an original six franchise, matters so much and translates so strongly when it comes to franchise valuation. Okay, well, one, one thing, great question, and one thing, again, in any valuation, you know, very much the, of, of any business, um, you know, certainly is the case here, uh, value is really comprised of two things, the, um, the, the revenue or profit stream that you're, um, you're, you're, you're analyzing, and the multiplier. And for, if, if you compare two teams um, uh, with identical revenues, you know, say an original six team versus, a, a, you know, a, let's say a small market team, and would you, would you apply the same multiplier? I would argue no, because the quality of earnings, the quality of that, uh, the brand reputation of that original 16, all things being equal, commands a higher multiplier. So that, again, is why we're seeing um, original six all you know, year after year perennially at the top of the list. Drew, uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, were the first outside of the original six Habs and Leafs to get into the Billion Dollar Club. They did uh, so two years ago on the Forbes list. They're that way on the Sportico list. They're now at about uh, $1.5 billion according to uh, Sportico. Poor play has a long-term drag, but only if it's protracted. This slump that the Oilers have got, that shouldn't really uh, affect their franchise value uh, until, you know, months and a couple of years down the road, it becomes a, a new normal. Well, well, that's true. I mean, to the extent that um, that results in people staying away, um, you know, that, that's when you see it translating into a, a slump in value. But, um, you know, one thing I should point out conversely, and we, we spent a lot of time on this, the L.A. Kings. I mean, imperceptibly, that, that franchise year after year, it's been creeping up. Now it's number six in the rankings, the L.A. Kings. And that's largely just a factor of, um, you know, not necessarily success but um, in any given season, but just the size of that market, you know, and the fact that, you know, hockey general, generationally is becoming much more popular, especially in Southern California. Drew, is this almost exclusively driven by the new American television deals? Of course, we're, we're, we've been doing $500 million a year in Canada for a while, but now you've got the two deals with ESPN and, and, and Turner Broadcasting sort of in that uh, $600-700 million range. That's the most money the NHL has ever gotten south of the border on a TV deal. Are, uh, are these bumps of a quarter to 30% in valuation all about that or are there other things that the league has done under commissioner Gary Bettman's leadership in in the last couple of years that have translated into added value 
Yeah, well, I, I really say that's a, that, that's a significant factor. Um, certainly, the, the media deals, you know, and, and again, um, you know, going back to um, you know the, the fact that uh, you know either brand new franchises, uh, you know, command significant valuations, such as uh, Vegas and Seattle, or you know the fact that I think the NHL did very well in managing for the Ottawa Senators competitive bidding. I mean, there were a number of bidders uh, interested and. You know, look look at the result: nine hundred fifty million dollars for for Ottawa. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, criticize Gary Bettman, uh, myself included, on certain fronts, including the league's inability to get their head around social marketing, maybe being too attached to the Arizona Coyotes, among other things. But the <laughs> job of a commissioner is to create value for his owners, and I don't think that the Sportico list and the Forbes list to come in a couple of weeks say anything else other than Gary Bettman has delivered as commissioner. The question is, uh, would the league already be growing or are there things that, that he specifically didn't done? It doesn't really matter. It's on his watch. Well, a- absolutely. And again, I know a lot of people it's, um, you know, it's, it's always fun to boo the commissioner, but um, no, I, I think he's done a spectacular job in, 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 um, in, in uh, most of all, what's his main mandate? You know, it, it, he is working for the uh, team owners and look, look at the value he's created. I mean, I remember when I started valuing teams in the late eighties, um, you know, NHL teams, I think the bottom, uh, were, were quite a few were under $50 million us, you know, valuation and anything over a hundred was considered like, Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a great team. That's an original 16, you know, now, now look at the growth. I mean, it's, uh, you know, very exciting and, as, as well as his forays, mostly not completely, but mostly successful forays into the U S South. Really appreciate that as we acknowledge the Arizona Coyotes are the weakest link at $690 million, but that's a far cry from where they were uh, 15 to 20 years ago. Drew, really appreciate all your perspectives. Can't wait to have you on the show again real soon. Okay, my pleasure and congrats for, uh, for, for, for uh, being back on the air. It's great to hear you, Tom. All the best. Thank you. He is Drew Dorweiler of IJW and Associates, the country's preeminent sport business. We are going to deliver the Sport Market Power Rankings. We'll let you know our take on the five hottest franchises in North American professional sport and more as we continue to rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business on the sport market on the Sportsnet Radio Network.